Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Oh, it's Friday, Freedom Friday. Almost close, very close to Saturday. You know, but but at least we're here and it's Friday. Well, praise God. Uh, we are in 1 Samuel 30 this morning. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this is a day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us this opportunity that we can come and share with one another. Father, thank you for all those who are watching and listening. I pray that you would just meet them where they're at. Thank you, Father God, because you are in control. We praise you, we worship you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right. All right. Before we begin, real quick, don't forget to get connected. Come on. If you haven't signed up yet for a group, there's a plenty of groups out there. There's men's groups, a whole bunch of things going on. So let's get connected. All right, my lovely Sandra, with the word. Okay. All right. Good morning. Uh, we are, I'm, I'm using the Life Application Study Bible, the NIV version, and we're in 1 Samuel 30, starting with verse 1. It says here, David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive, captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength to weep, left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one excuse me, was each one was bitter in spirit because his sons, because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Amalek, bring me the, the ephod. Abathar brought it to him and David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. David and the 600 men with him came to the Bissor Raven, where some stayed behind. For 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine. But David and 400 men continued the pursuit. They found an Egyptian in a field and brought him to David. They gave him water to drink and food to eat, part of a cake of pressed figs, and two cakes of raisins, he ate and was revived, for he had not eaten any food or drunk any water for three days and three nights. 
David asked him, to whom do you belong and where do you come from? He said, I'm an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite. My, my master abandoned me when I became ill three days ago. We raided the Negev of the Kethrites and the territory belonging to Judah and the Negev of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag. David asked him, can you lead me down to this raiding party? He answered, swear to me before God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master and I'll take you down to them. He led David down and, and there they were scattered over the countryside, eating, drinking and reveling because of the great amount of plunder they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from Judah. David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day and none of them got away except 400 excuse me 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken including his two wives nothing was missing young or old boy or girl plunder or anything else they had taken David brought everything back he took all the flocks and herds and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock saying this is David's plunder then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow him and who were left behind at the Bezor Ravine. They came out to meet David and the people with him. As David and his men approached, he greeted them. But all the evil men and trouble, troublemakers among David's followers said, because they did not go out with us, we will not share with them the plunder we recovered. However, each man may take his wife and children and go. David replied, no, my brothers, you must not do that with, with what the Lord has given us. He has protected us and handed us over to the forces that came against us and handed over to us the forces that came against us. Who will listen to what you say? The share of the men who stayed with the supplies is to be the same as that of him who went down to the battle. All will share alike. David made this a statute and ordinance for Israel from this from that day to this. When David arrived in Ziklag, he sent some of the plunder to the elders of Judah, who were his friends, saying, Here's a present for you from the plunder of the Lord's enemy. He sent it to those who were in Bethel, Ramoth, Negev, and Jatir, to those in Ero, Sifmoth, Espiamoa, and Rachel. Uh, to those in the towns of Jeremalites and the Kenites, to those in Horma, Bor, Ashan, Ath, Ak, and Hebron, and to those in all the other places where David and his men roamed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I know those names. Woo! You know, I'll be here forever. But thank you, Sandra. Hey, man, you did a nice job. All right, all right. You know, there's so much information here on, on this particular chapter alone, you know, and all that is going on. So many little tidbits of uh, of lessons that, that we can learn. Or, you know, let's get right into it here. You know, it, it starts, it starts that that, you know, that on the third day when they when they got they got to Ziklag, you know, that Amalekites had invaded, you know, and they have and they have taken captive in verse two, and they have taken captive the women. Those who were who were there from small to great and did not kill none of them. So there was no 
There was no 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 dead people. There was no nobody was killed, but they carried them away. Now Ziklag was was a small town that David was allowed to stay. Then the, the Philistines, the Philistines, that they they gave him uh, that particular town for him because that was when he was running from Saul. You know, so he needed a place, and so he he tried to get as far away as he can, and that's where he ended up. But a couple of things here. This at uh, the Amalekites, you know, who invaded, who burned the, the town to the ground and took everybody captives. They were the same Amalekites that King Saul did not kill. You know, King Saul, you know, back in 1 Samuel 15, 1 to 3, the Lord told him, kill everyone. Do not allow them to escape. But what did he do? He allowed them to live. He allowed them to live. And because of his disobedience, you know, now David, you know, had to confront the uh, Amalekites again, you know, again. And this teaches us, you know, when God tells us to do something, you know, it is for our good. It is for our good. And I'll get one more time. It is for our good. Because, you know, if we don't do or if we don't obey the word of the Lord, you know, the same giants that we are fighting today, our children will be fighting tomorrow, you know, because we didn't do our part, you know. So and that's one lesson there. And it says in verse three, so David and his men came to the city and the city was burned with fire. You know, their wives, their sons and their daughters were all taken captives. And at this point, you know, when, the, when you come into the, the city, you see the smoke and you see all that, you know, David and his men in verse four, you know, they lifted up their voices and they wept and they wept and they wept. The scripture says there that no more power to weep was in them. That means they were exhausted. They were exhausted, uh, you know, of their weeping. But guess what happens? You know, sometimes when something happens, you know, we get we we cry, we we get all, all shooked up, but then sometimes the anger kicks in. You know, the anger kicks in. And this is what happened, you know, in the following verses that you know the people, you know, spoke of stoning David in verse six. You know, so they were already thinking about, okay, this is your fault, you know, because who you want to blame? When things don't go right, you want to blame somebody. So this was your fault. But look what beautiful words that, uh, at the end of verse six. It says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself. You know, in a situation like this, what would you do? In a crisis like this, what will we do? Who do we turn to? David sought the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. You know, he called the priests. You know, he said, we bring the ephod, you know, and he inquired in verse eight. It says that David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue these troops? Shall I go overtake them? And he answered, pursue. You shall surely take them without fail and recover all. Beautiful words, man. Beautiful. He said, you shall recover all. Not part, not a little bit. You know, you shall recover all, you know. What did David do in, in crisis? He inquired of the Lord. He turned to the Lord. He sought the Lord's guidance. 
You know, and that is exactly that we as believers need to do when we're going through a crisis, when we're going through a, the storms of life. And guess what? We all going to go through storms. You're not going to get away from them. You know, you're not exempt just because you are a believer in Christ. You, you know, Jesus says in this world, you will have tribulations. You will have trials, but fear not because I have overcome the world. So we don't need to fear. We can go into the trials and storms of life, but not be fearful and, and rely on the Lord and turn to the Lord, just like, like David did here. And in verse nine says, so David went and his men, a 600 men who were with him, and they came to the brook, uh, Basin, and there they stayed, you know, and it says, and it says in verse 10, but David pursued, in other words, he pursued, uh, he and 400, for 200 stayed behind. Who will read me? 200. You know, and, and, and so here we start off with 600. Now 200, you know, got tired. 200 became weak. 200, you know, that tells me that not all who start with you are going to end with you, number one. Not all who are with you are going to be uh, supposed to be there forever. It doesn't happen that way. Sometimes people will come into your life for a season, you know, or for two seasons, and then they will move on, you know, because they you know, the, the scripture says some, you know, are called to plant, some are called to cultivate, some are called to teach and lift up, you know, so everybody has a task. So here, you know, one third, one third of David's army stay behind. You know, and as and as they pursue there, you know, along the way, like I said, along the way, we might lose people, you know. But like I said, some of them are there only for a season. And they came across in verse 11, uh, this Egyptian in the field, and they brought him to David and gave him bread and water. And they spoke to this young man, you know, and, and they asked him, who are you? Where did you come from? And he said, well, I got sick. I got sick. And they left me behind. So I was with the troops that came. I was with the uh, Amalekites, you know, and they and I got sick. So they left me behind. They left me behind. But you know what? You know, when we come with this, this Egyptian, he was not a coincidence. He was he, he was God sent. He was God sent because what the, the Amalekites had to rejected and threw and threw away. Guess what? He became the one that was going to help David, you know, reach where the Amalekites <laughs> were at, you know, he himself. But he said, make me a promise that you won't kill me if I tell you where they're at. So they made a, they made a promise to him. And guess what? The same Egyptian that the Amalekites, you know, left him for dead, you know, he became the one that guided them. And, and they, they fed him. He got his strength back and he took him to where they were at. You know, and it says in verse 16, and when he had brought him down there, they were spread all over the land. So they were all spread out, all the Amalekites. They were eating, they were drinking, and they were dancing. You know, you don't dance if, if you are concerned about your, your, your enemies coming. You're not going to be dancing if, if, you're gonna, if you're not sure about your safety. But it says that they were dancing because all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. So they were celebrating, you know, they had their guard down. They were drunk. 
they had no idea who was around the corner, who was around the corner. It's a beautiful thing how the Lord uses individuals to help us along the way. This Egyptian man helped them along the way, you know, and we cannot at the short change people that come into our lives sometimes and they might just greet us. They might just put their hands around us. They might just share with us along the way, you know, and then they're gone. Then they're gone. But we got to be grateful for them because they are all God said. And here, David's men, you know, that get ready in verse 17 and David attacked. You know, from the twilight to the evening of the next day, you know, not one of them escaped except, you know, uh, 400 men who rode on camels and they fled. You know, so they, 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 they had the victory. They had their victory over the enemy. But the Lord already, let's not forget that the Lord already told them beforehand, you know, that you shall recover all. So the Lord already told them they were going to have the victory. You know, the Lord already told them, you're going to win. You know, don't be concerned about that. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? You know, if God is for us, who can be against us? So David, by hearing the word of the Lord and by obeying, received strength when they saw the Amalekites. So the, in other words, you see, when they, when they approached the uh, Amalekites, David's men were already tired. He just left 200 <laughs> that, they, that they, 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 they didn't make it all the way. They got tired. They were weak, you know. So here David pursued them. So, of course, David's men they were not going to have the strength to do the battle. But guess what? The Amalekites already were destroying their own selves. They were dancing. They were drunk. They were weak. So you know what? The Lord made a way. The Lord made a way for them. That day, you know, so that's why David was strengthened when he saw this, you know. So David recovered, verse 18, all that the Amalekites have carried away. And David uh, rescued his two wives. You know, one wife, one wife is, is enough. And, you know, and now David had two wives. And some of these guys, you know, they had three and four and five and ten. I don't know how they did it back then. But one of them, one wife is good enough. And he recovered everything, everything. Come on now. You know, and it says in verse 19, and nothing of theirs was lacking. Nothing. And it says, and it, and it gives you details, nothing either small or great, you know, or, or son or daughter or spoil or anything which had been taken from them. David recovered all. David recover all it's beautiful how the lord can turn situations around it's beautiful that sometimes things may not look so good and things might look cloudy and things might look that we you know the storms are all around us and sometimes we have storms and sometimes sickness comes in and sometimes you know financial situations rise and family crises arrive you know we're gonna have all that stuff but we need to focus on the Lord. You know, I don't know what you guys are going through today, but I'm telling you right now that if you focus on God, you focus on his promises, you know, and, and, and he will help you. He will help you in whatever family situation you're facing, whatever job situation you're facing, he will help you. The Lord is telling you uh, this morning that nothing is impossible if you believe. 
nothing is impossible. In Mark 9, 23, and this was Jesus speaking, and he said to, to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Again, if you can believe, all things are possible for him who believes. You know, so whatever it is that we're going through, you know, you know, we have to trust God. We have to believe upon his word. And if we believe, you know, we can have what we say as that, you know, so David, you know, he, he, he got everything back. He got everything back. And guess what? So now that they got everything back and now they're marching back home, you know, and people should be happy. People should be praising God. People should be rejoicing that they had the victory, you know, and, and guess what? And in, and in verse 22, it says that, that all the wicked and worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, because they did not go with us. In other words, the guys, the 200 guys that were tired, the 200 guys that stayed behind, you know, uh, they, they, would, they, they, stay, they stayed by the brook while the other 400 went ahead, you know. So they thought that they, they were that big. They thought that they, we did it all. You know, and it says, How we're not going to give them no spoils. We're not going to give them none of the extra stuff that we gained back. You know, they forgot that it wasn't them. They forgot that it was the Lord. The Lord said, you shall recover all. The Lord gave them the victory, you know, because normally back then, back then, uh, when, when they, the, vic the victorious soldiers would divide all the spoils, you know, amongst themselves. They would divide so everybody would get an equal portion. But here, these men are coming back and they have big heads because they figure we got the victory. We did it, you know, and you didn't do anything. The Lord went before you. The Lord said you were going to recover all. The Lord made a way for you. The Lord, what about when you were weak and the Lord gave you the strength to fight, you know, the, against the enemy? So they forget, you know, sometimes we got to remember who is behind all this. You know, if God is for us, who can be against us? And we have to remember to give him the praise, to give him the glory, to give him the honor every time we have a victory. Because it is not you that did it. It is the Lord. It is not you that did it. It is the Lord. All we need to do is trust. All we need to do is obey. All we need to do is to hear his voice, you know, and we shall gain. So here, as they come in, in verse 23, and David said to the brethren, you shall not do this. The Lord has given us. See, he makes it clear. The Lord has given us who has preserved us and delivered us into our hands, the troops of the enemy. So David here was confirming it wasn't you. It was the Lord. Never forget to give praise to him who deserves all praise and worship, to give God the glory, to give God the honor. Anything that I have accomplished in life, any victories that I have, I have to turn to the Lord because he has been with me. He has made a way. You know, he is the one that gives me peace. He's the one that gives me joy. He's the one that gives me laughter. He's the one that gives me the, the, the ability to rejoice in the middle of a crisis and say, Lord, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Because God is awesome. So David made it clear that the Lord did it all. He preserved us. He delivered us. He gave the enemies. He put them into our hands. And guess what? And from and, and, and in verse 24, it says, 
for who will heed you this matter? But as this part is who goes down into battle shall be his part as he who stays. In other words, he made it clear. If you go into the battle, amen. If you have to stay with the supplies, you know, in the back, it's okay. But we all contribute. We all contribute. And that's just like, you know, just like church. Some of us are meant to be preaching. Some of us are meant to be teaching. Some of us are meant to be encouragers. Some of us are meant to be praying for people. Some of us are meant to be taking that broom and sweeping the, the gym like we do in Cumberland County and get it already, already for Sunday. We all have a task to do. So it's nobody higher than the other. It takes every single one of us elbow to elbow working together. In the military, that's the way it was. I had my job to do, and my men had their job to do, and my bosses above me had their job to do. But it took all of us, all the different talents, to get the job done. Not all of us can work on a jet. Not all of, one, all of us can work on a vehicle. Not all of us can cook. So it takes every single, every part of us to put it all together so we all can make the army of God. We can all make the army of God. And David made it perfectly clear that each one of us shall be treated the same. Amen. Well, praise God for that. Praise God that, you know, that David, even though he was talking to an army here, he was talking, but this is, I, I put this just like in the church, because the church is an army. The church of God, it's an army. It's a group of individuals serving and worshiping God. And it takes every single one of us. Some of us can talk really good. I'm not a talker. I mean, I talk here, but I said, normally, normally I'm pretty quiet. But some of you guys, are, uh, you know, you get together with somebody and, and you start to talk and talk and talk and you start to share it. And you're that kind of person. So you're, 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 you're an evangelist. Come on now. They'd like to talk to people that can go out there and do it. And some people can do that. Some other people may just want to be in the background. You know, I straighten out the chairs, you know. Uh, you know, I do this. I do the cleaning. I do the sweeping. But it takes every single one of us. So we are all important in the eyes of God. We all have a task to do. And it takes every single one of us. So don't think that you're not, you don't do enough. Don't think that, that you're not value in the kingdom of God because you are value in the kingdom of God. And David, and David goes into one step further. He said in verse 25, so it was from that day forward that he made a statue and an ordinance to Israel to follow from that point forward that everybody will be able to share on those spoils, that everybody should be treated the same. And that goes on to today. That goes on to today. And then it concludes the, the rest of the chapter that he took the rest of the, David took the rest of the spoils and he started to divvy it out to those around him, those in Judea, those in the area. So he was, he was giving a blessing because, you know, it's not just for us. We got to give it away. What we have from the Lord, what we have received from the Lord, we got to give it away. We got to give it away. You know, we know about God. We know about salvation. But guess what? Somebody else around the corner may not know. One of your friends may not know. Somebody else may be going, may be hurting. Maybe you'll be the one that needs to go and speak to them. Maybe you're going to say, well, I don't know. I can't encourage anybody. You got a testimony. You got a testimony. 
Revelation says that they overcame the enemy by the word of their testimony. So whatever, every single time that the Lord has, has done something for you, that becomes a testimony. Every time God has delivered you from something, that's a testimony. Every time you have the victory over something, that's a testimony. And people need to hear this. People need to hear your testimony. And guess all, you know what? So you can share. You can give what God has given you. And, you know, so again, David here, you know, this chapter, so many different things here. First of all, let me conclude that David strengthened himself in the Lord. Strengthen yourself in the Lord this morning. If you're going through a crisis, the word of God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. You know, seek me and you shall find me. You know, so God is saying, you know, draw near to me. I will show you. I will show you. And again, and David says, and David inquire of the Lord. If we have any issues, if we have any questions, if we're going through a storm, guess what? Inquire of the Lord. Ask the Lord for help. Ask the Lord for direction. Because you can go to people, but sometimes people may not give you the right advice. People may not give you the right direction. People may will give you what they have been through, and you know. And sometimes, sometimes a person may, <laughs> he might be giving you some wrong advice. So therefore, be careful who you're listening to. Be careful who you're listening to, because not everyone, not everyone is meant to be heard. But yet again, David inquire of the Lord. That's why I keep saying, inquire of God. Open up the Bible. Open up the Bible and say, Lord, speak to me. Now, don't open up the Bible and say, Lord, speak to me and just turn to a page and put your finger on it because you might be reading something and he hanged himself. So God is telling me to hang myself? No, you was the, you was the one that pointed to it, not God. You know, so don't go crazy. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, you read the word. You read the word. You know, many Bibles, they have concordance in the back and they have word, uh, word uh, search in the back. You look up a word of encouragement, and then you read that, and, and then I will take it to a Bible, and then I will, then I will take it to another verse. But you got to get into the word of God. You know, this word was not meant for us to keep it in my desk or by my bed. It's meant for me to use it on a daily basis. It's meant for me to memorize it, and it's meant for me to share it, to share it. You know, so again, so David inquired of the Lord. David was strengthened of the Lord. And guess what? And nothing that was taken, you know, there wasn't returned. But everything, they lacked nothing. Everything was returned. So God can take what the enemy has taken from you and double blessed it into your life. You know, if you seek him, if you search for him. So we have to do our part. Come on. We have to do our part. You know, we have to spend that time in the world. We have to spend that time with God. And God will make a way for you. Just like David had the victory here, just like David inquired of the Lord, let us make that a priority of us. I think that's a key word here. You know, David inquired of the Lord. But David, it says also, David strengthened himself in the Lord. While the men were getting upset, while the men wanted to storm him, while the men were talking about him, David was strengthening himself in the Lord. So the Lord will make a way for you. The Lord will make a way for you. Your prayers are never lost. Your prayers are never done in vain. Your conversation with the Lord is never in vain. But when we go to him and when we share our heart and when we rest upon him, 
he makes a way for you. Just like he made a way for David. Look, because David started off with 600, ended up with only 400. 200 were tired. 200 got weak. So he had less men. And then he continued marching, going after the enemy. So he was tired. But God made a way. God put a, an, Egyptian, an Egyptian slave in the middle of the road. They came. And that Egyptian slave, they were able to feed him. And he gave him directions of where to go. Come on now. And when they got there, guess what? God already was ahead of them. And God had the Amalekites. They were dancing. They were going crazy. They thought, we did it all. We won. We got all the spoils. They were drunk and everything up. They, they were they were ready for the taking. And when David's men were there, God made a way that they overtook them. You know, they overtook them and they got everything back. So again, whatever seems impossible is not possible for the Lord. Whatever is that you're dealing with today is nothing that the Lord cannot handle and make a way. Nothing is perfect. My brothers and sisters, just as I sit here this morning and I'm before you, doesn't mean that 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 Pop Hernandez doesn't have problems, doesn't have issues with the family. Doesn't, you know, we have we have a lot of stuff going on in the family right now. A lot of a lot of a lot of uh, health issues in the family right now. But that doesn't take away who the Lord God is that we serve. That doesn't take away from what He has done for us because He is faithful. He's making a way. That's why I can be over here and I can smile and I can laugh. And I can rejoice in the presence of God and you guys. Why? Because he gives me the joy to do that. He gives me the strength to do that. And again, I'm not exempt from pain. I'm not ex- exempt from none of that stuff. You guys that you guys that have been around for a while, you know me. I'm a very emotional individual. I can, I can be rejoicing, laughing and everything. I could be rejoicing and I could be in tears. Why? Because that's the presence of God and the presence of God makes a way. So whatever it is that we're dealing with this morning, let's turn to the Lord. Let's inquire like David did. Let's be strengthened in the Lord like David did. And the victory shall be ours. And your healing is around the corner and your restoration is around the corner. And those family members are coming to the Lord because he's making a way. Because you cannot make the way, but he can't. He'll make a way that you can walk through. He'll make a path that you can walk through. He says in his word, says that I will make a way in the desert. I will turn a dry place into a a haven, you know, just for you. He'll make a way for you. He hasn't stopped. He's still a miracle working God. Nothing is impossible for them that belief. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and I praise you, Father God, for Freedom Friday. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters. Father, I pray that you will meet them where they're at. I pray that you would touch them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. If there's any lack, any sickness in them, Father, I pray for healing and restoration. I pray that you will meet their needs, Father God. Whatever that is, Father, salvation in their family and their children. Father, bless their children. Bless their husbands. Bless their wives, Father God. Bless their in-laws, Lord God. Bless everyone in their family, Father. I just thank you for what you're going to continue to do. And I thank you for breakthrough, Father God. I pray for breakthrough this weekend, Father, in their lives and the lives around them, Father. Thank you for this time. Thank you for each and every single one of them. And this I ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God bless you guys. Have a blessed week. The best, the best is yet to come. God is in control. 
Give him the praise. Give him the glory. Give him the honor because you know what? He's doing it. And I expect great things coming out of every single one of you. Love you. Talk to you soon. God bless.